Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to episode 125. I am flying solo today. Laura Sturm is not going to make it. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to get a USAPL pro card in 2023. USA Powerlifting put a press release out on January 6th that links you to the pro series website, which is pro.usapowerlifting.com. And if you click on FAQ, it actually breaks down in detail how the pro series is going to go for 2023, but also the details of how to earn a pro card and things like that. So this is not any breaking information. This is just explaining what is written uh, for those that may still have questions. So essentially there are four types of pro cards. There's your pro card, which is essentially the open division, master's pro card, the bench pro card, which is the open division for bench only, and then master's bench pro card. Now, each of those four are also subdivided into raw and equipped. So if you earned it in both, then you can do both. But if you only earned it raw, you can only compete raw with in the pro series. So for the pro card in the raw division, you need to have a minimum 475 dots if you're a female and a minimum 500 dots if you're a male and do one of the following. Win best lifter at the pro-am amateur portion of the Arnold. Get best lifter at three to four other pro card qualifying meets that haven't been scheduled yet. Um, essentially, that would work the same as the pro-am amateur at the Arnold. The best lifter, if they hit the minimum dots, gets a pro card. And then where the majority of lifters are going to get their pro card is from raw nationals by placing top three in the open division in your weight class with that minimum dots, obviously. So if you do any of those three with that minimum dots, that earns you your pro card. And why that's important is you cannot do any pro series events without a pro card. So you have to earn that first. Now, to get a pro card on the equip side, it's similar. You can win best lifter in the Arnold Amateur Pro-Am in the equip division. You can get best lifter at one to two other pro card qualifying meets. So there's fewer. And then... The other option is to get top two in your weight class at equipped nationals in the open division. To earn the master's pro card, you can win best lifter at the masters of iron. And that is being scored by dots with the age coefficient. And we'll, we'll talk about the age coefficient here in a little bit. The second option is to get best lifter at your regionals in the master's division. Again, being scored by dots and age coefficient. You can place top 15 overall at raw nationals by dots and age coefficient. So essentially the best overall being like when you think of best lifter, it's the top 15 ranked as the best overall masters. For the equipped, it's best lifter at the masters of iron by dots and age, best lifter at regionals again, and top 10 overall masters at equipped nationals. With the Masters, one other little caveat there is if you earn a pro card, which is again, open division, but you're also a Masters lifter, that automatically earns you a Masters pro card too. So that is another thing to consider there as well. Bench pro cards for both raw and equipped, if you win best lifter at the amateur part of the pro-am bench, you earn a pro card and 
again, each of those divisions. And if you place top two in your weight class at bench nationals in the open division, again, that's for both raw and equipped side, then you earn your bench pro card. For the master's bench pro card for both raw and equipped, if you win best lifter at the masters of iron bench, and if you place top 10 overall at bench nationals in the master's division using dots and age coefficient. So again, each of those four, again, pro card, master's pro card, pro bench card, and master's pro bench card, they're four separate pro cards. Each of those four then, again, subdivided into raw and equipped. Now, we're going to talk about the master's age coefficient a little bit. So that can actually be found if you're curious how that works and what it looks like. If you go to liftingcast.com slash about, and you can scroll down to the age coefficients, USA Powerlifting uses the new coefficient that Joe Mark Steiner put together for USA Powerlifting. And basically how that works is you take your dots and multiply it by your age coefficient. And the age coefficient is determined by your age. So you know, if you're 40, your age coefficient is 1.0. If you're 41, your age coefficient is one point, blah, 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 whatever it is. And you multiply that by your, that coefficient by your dots. And that gives you your age adjusted dot score. And that's how the masters are going to be scored. So definitely check out the pro series website. And we're going to actually do a weekly kind of update on this and explain a, a different aspect of it. So like next week, we're going to start with the master's pro series, what that looks like schedule wise, what meets you need to do, how you earn points and et cetera. So definitely look at the pro series website, pro.usapowerlifting.com and check out that information. Shifting, shifting gears a little bit. So we are obviously in the coaching business and we have a training app that we have available for people to subscribe to with different training programs that we've used throughout the years. We just added one. We just added the program that Laura Sturm used to win the 2018 Worlds, Masters Worlds. So she actually won her weight class, but she also won best overall Masters 2 in the equipped division. So if you're interested in you know getting into a, a solid training plan, definitely check that out. Um, we are running a special right now as well. So you can actually get your first month for only a dollar if you use the discount code Team Roar 2023. And we'll have that linked in the description of the episode as well. We'll also likely timestamp the episode so that you can go back to each specific pro card to hear more about how to earn those. So anyway, hopefully that that makes sense for everybody. Wanted to just kind of explain that a little bit. And you know, it's it's important not to get caught up in every aspect. Just pay attention to the one that you're concerned with. So if you're an equipped masters full power lifter. Just pay attention to the master's equipped pro card, right? Their master's pro card, specifically the equipped division. So, um, you know, it kind of simplifies it a little bit more that way. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. So each week we do kind of a little scenario, what we would do um, and, and see what everybody says. And then we kind of chime in. So this week's situation, you're competing at raw nationals, trying to earn your pro card. You're the last deadlifter and currently in fourth place. You need third place or higher to earn a pro card. First place pays $1,000. Your second deadlift of 300 kilos was easy. Your PR deadlift is 330 kilos. 302.5 would get you third place for your third attempt. 305 would get you second place. 
327.5 would get you first. What do you choose? So for me, uh, this is actually a, a tough call for me because I'm always, always about competing to win. You compete to do your best. So most times if this pro series didn't exist and it was just a matter of winning nationals, like 100%, I say, put on 327.5, load it up. You either get fourth or you get first. However, there's bigger things at play now with this pro series. And if I want to contend to compete in the pro series finals, I have to have a pro card. So if I don't get my pro card at nationals, I can't compete in the series. Uh, I would have missed the boat. So I'm going to actually go 305. It's going to be an easy deadlift and it's going to get me second, but it's more importantly, it's going to earn my pro card, which then allows me to do an additional pro series event later in the year to complete the pro series to hopefully punch my ticket to the pro series finals. Without that pro card, I literally can't do the pro series events. And it's, it's again, there, there's too much at stake here to risk getting first place. And don't get me wrong. Like I am torn on this because you, 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 you compete to win, right? You compete to compete and 327.5 should be doable, should be. And nine times out of 10, I would say, put it on and go for the win. But again, the national title is is really really important, but to be able to compete in the pro series, that is multiple events that you're not eligible for if you don't get that pro card. And I, I to me, that's too much of a risk to to put on the the higher weight. You take the safe bet. Um, you know the difference between a, a two and a half kilo increase and a five kilo increase when you know you have 25 kilos more to spare theoretically. Is not that much. So I would put 305 on, pull for second, get the pro card and and be able to throw your hat in the ring in the pro series is what I would do. I think a lot of people will disagree with me on that because the again, the competitor in me wants to say, put it on, I'm going to pull it. Uh, but, you know, again, if you miss now, you got a whole basically a whole nother year until you can get into the pro series. Uh, so to me, it's just that that's too much, too much of a risk. Our new lifter tip for this week is don't do a loading phase when taking creatine. Now, this is going to be uh, probably get some pushback on it, but most bottles of creatine, specifically creatine monohydrate, and there's other types. There's you know there's buffered creatine, creatine ethyl ester, hydrochloride, HCl, things like that. Most of those are pretty expensive compared to regular creatine monohydrate, and most studies have not shown them to be any more effective. So. I would avoid those. I would stick to regular creatine monohydrate, but here's the, here's the tricky part. Most creatine monohydrate bottles tell you to do a loading phase where you take 20 to 25 grams a day for five to seven days. And then three to five grams after that per day. The idea being to saturate the muscles with creatine, because that's how it works. It works by saturating the muscles. So the theory is the more you take off the beginning, the quicker it saturates. And that is true. However, the, level to which the muscles get saturated is basically the same. There, there's no real comparison. The only difference is that that saturation happens slightly faster with the loading phase. However, some people experience stomach discomfort, bloat, bloatedness, things like that from creatine, rarely from the three to five grams a day, but 
that loading phase, a lot of people have had issues with. So to me, that's not worth the discomfort for maybe a week of results quicker. I mean, the idea is you're going to maintain with that three to five grams indefinitely, and it may just take a week or two longer for the muscles to become fully saturated, but you're not wasting as much creatine either. So to me, that's just a, it's a, it's a more methodical approach and it's going to be a more friendly way of using creatine than potentially upsetting your stomach. So, uh, that's the main thing. And most studies recommend taking creatine like after your workout, because again, it's all about maintaining muscle saturation of creatine. So a lot of people take it right before they work out thinking that that serving they just took is helping them in their training. And that's not really how it works. It's, it's really about maintaining a certain level of, of muscle saturation. And that usually is established by taking it after you train. So I, I think creatine is is pretty much a must have supplement for pretty much all strength athletes. Uh, obviously there's some exceptions, um, but they're rare. So I, I would say, you know, if you're not taking creatine, that would definitely be something as a new lifter I would recommend doing. Um, but again, don't, don't, don't do the loading phase. It's a waste of your money. It's a waste of your discomfort. Uh, just start with the three to five grams a day and, you know, make sure you're training hard because this stuff only really helps if you are actually training. So it's not, it's not a magic do all the work for you. You have to still put in the work. So hopefully that helps. Um, that pretty much wraps up today's episode, kind of short and sweet here, but, uh, don't forget if you are on Instagram, follow us at PL ballads podcast. And if you are interested in getting coaching or any tips or anything like that, we do, uh, post a lot on our team roar Instagram. So you can check that out as well. And the link in our bio does have links to join our discord server and some other you know, join our app, things like that. So uh, if you're looking for some free information, the Discord is definitely a way to go. Following the Instagram is definitely a way to go. Uh, and if you're interested in coaching, definitely hit us up because we do have a few openings left uh, to take on new clients. So hopefully that that helps uh, specifically with earning the pro cards. And uh, I guess on that note, we will talk to you all later. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.